Well, good morning, Rethink Life, and happy Easter to you guys. You guys excited to be in this place today? Jesus is alive. You believe it? Well, I'm so honored that you have chosen to spend your Easter with us and to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I know that we have many, many others that are watching us right now live, whether it's Facebook Live or just watching us online. We just want to say welcome and happy Easter to all of you. Would you do me a favor and give those that are watching us right now a round of applause and welcome them into our experience. We are so excited. This is our third service and uh, we have one more to go, and uh, it's been an amazing morning already. Many, many people have put their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ, and uh, that's truly what it is all about. And uh, for those of you that may be guests with us for the very first time here at Rethink Life, just to give you a little introduction, my name is Rodney Gage. I'm the lead pastor here at Rethink Life, and uh, on behalf of my wife, Michelle, and our staff, and the amazing people, uh, the volunteers that we call the dream team here at Rethink Life Church, we just want to say welcome and really Really, we count it an honor that you've chosen to be here. And can I just give you a little compliment? You guys look awesome. Y'all look great. You look amazing. You did good this week. Hey, turn to your neighbor and say, it looks like you've lost some weight since last Christmas. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm talking about you guys are looking good today. Well, let me just say, hey, because you look so good, make sure you stop over in the lobby when we're dismissed and get that, uh, get that family photo, that, that, uh, that group shot with your friends, and uh, words on the street, Easter Bunny's going to show up here in a little bit. And, uh, but this is a moment for you, for you and your family, friends to celebrate, and of course to mark this moment here at Rethink Life. And, so, and hopefully you can join us here in a little while over at the football stadium at Lake Nona High School, 10,000 Easter eggs. So it's going to be absolutely amazing. And speaking of Easter eggs, um, kind of reminds me of the chicken who decided to, uh, to lay an egg in the middle of I-4. And so <laughs> the rooster, who had a little bit more experience, told, the, told the, uh, the chicken, he said, here's how you do it. He said, you got to lay it on the line, and you got to do it in a hurry. And so that's what I'm going to do today. Here, here on this Easter, because there's so much going on, I'm just going to simply lay it on the line. I'm going to do it in a hurry, because I'm very passionate about the message that God has put on my heart, and I really feel like it's something that's going to impact you greatly. You know, it's interesting to me that today, um, in some shape, form, or fashion, over a billion people around the world will just push pause, and they will observe, they will acknowledge, they'll celebrate, they'll worship the risen Savior, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords today. And that's truly why we come together collectively to celebrate Easter. And so when you think about the significance of this day and truly what it means, especially to those of us who have a relationship with Christ, you know, you may be here today and maybe you're still trying to figure some of that out and that's okay. We're Listen, we're, we're going we're gonna to unpack some things today because I'm sure, like many, you have a lot of questions. And, and maybe from your perspective, you know, you've asked yourself from time to time again, you know, what's the, relevance of, what's the relevance of Easter? I mean, what is the big deal? I mean, what, what does it have to do with me? Well, we're going to answer that question today. And, and, and I think one of the reasons why it's so important that we understand what is in it for us is because... The resurrection of Jesus Christ literally is what separated A.D. from B.C. I mean, it's everything is wrapped up in this moment. And the Bible says it this way. In fact, Paul the Apostle said in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, and I love this. 
He says, may all of the gifts and benefits that come from God, our Father, and the Master, Jesus Christ, be yours. And that's my prayer today, is that every good thing that God has, his blessings, his peace, his hope, his forgiveness, his salvation, his, his eternal life, the gift that he has for us for the place called heaven, all of those amazing benefits will truly be yours today. And it can be yours. And I believe for many it will be yours when you make that all-important decision of putting your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ. But today, for the namesake, it really is all about what is in it for me. What's the relevancy of it? Well, there are three things. Number one, if you're taking notes today or maybe you have our app, you can follow along with me. But here's the first benefit of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Number one is that Jesus has a great purpose for my life. Jesus has a great purpose for your life. Without question, the number one most fundamental question we could ever ask in this life is why am I here? (laughs) You ever thought about that? Why do I exist? What is my purpose in life? Because quite honestly and frankly, if you don't know the answer to that question, then you're just wasting your life. God has a purpose for your life. And I think... And sadly and unfortunately for a lot of people, they confuse their purpose in life with a lot of other things. A lot of people confuse their purpose in life with success. Well, just because you reach the the highest pinnacles of success from the world's perspective and the world's definition of success is concerned does not necessarily mean that you have fulfilled your purpose. You can achieve great levels of of admiration and respect and accolades and and have all the popularity and fame the world could possibly ever promise, but yet that still does not equate to your purpose. You know, you you can pursue and you can achieve a lot of things in your life, but even though you have exercised your gifts and your talents and even though you've lived from your perspective a very productive life, that still does not equate to you fulfilling your very existence, your purpose in life. Now, there are only four ways that we can discover our purpose, and three of them are the pursuits that most people pursue, but yet they are unsuccessful. And the first is this. A lot of people try to find their purpose in life through speculation. In other words, they just kind of, they just kind of guess at it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, well, I mean, this kind of feels right. I mean, this kind of seems right. And they kind of just guess at it. Hopefully it all works out in the end. A lot of people not only speculate, but a lot of people, they, they, they imagine. In other words, there's the speculation, but there's also the imagination. In other words, a lot of people, they just kind of, they just kind of pick something, you know, just get creative with it. It's kind of like, oh, this must be good. Or let's do that. And that's their imagination. And you can read all the self-help books on the planet that will kind of give you five easy steps to this and three easy steps to that and give you this secret formula and this first time ever, you know, discovery of this or that to help you figure out how to achieve goals and achieve great things in life and all that's good and great, but that still does not equate to your purpose. So a lot of people, they speculate. A lot of people, they imagine. A lot of people, they do what is called introspection. In other words, they kind of look from within. Eastern philosophies are big on this. In other words, their whole thing is is that look to the inside. Look from within. Tap into the inner power. Tap into that energy from within, and that will lead you to discovering your purpose. So I'll be honest with you. When I look inside of me, you know what I see? I see a mess. 
When I look inside of me, I see a lot of problems and mistakes and failures and hiccups and a lot of messy stuff. The more I look inside, the more confused and unclear life gets to me. And so when you think about how many people will pursue these pursuits to define or discover purpose in their life, no wonder they're unsuccessful. The reason why people are unsuccessful at trying to pursue those three attempts to find their purpose is simply this. You cannot discover your purpose. You know why? Because you didn't make you. How in the world can you discover your own purpose when you did not create you? If I held up an object in my hand today that you have never seen before in your life, And I were to ask you, what do you think the purpose of this object is? Well, you could speculate. You could, you know, you could take a wild guess at it. You know, you could could use your imagination. You could just, you know, pick something creative. You could look from within, tap into the energy, the the inner power from within. You could try to figure it out that way. But you know, and I know, it'd be useless. It'd be a futile attempt to try to figure out an object you've never seen before and try to discern what its purpose is. The only way that you could discern what the purpose is of that object you've never laid eyes on before is really two ways. Number one, to, 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 to hear specifically or to meet specifically what the inventor says about the object that he or she created. Or number two, to read the owner's manual. And the same is true with you. The only way that you can discover your purpose in life is to know who made you and to read your owner's manual, which is God's revelation, God's word to you and to me. You see, God made you. We were made by God. We were made for God. And until we understand that, life will never, ever make sense. So we got to understand when it comes to this whole issue of understanding our purpose, our purpose is found in a person. And so you may be here today and you're thinking, what in the world does this have to do with Easter? It has everything to do with, the, with Easter. And here's the reason why. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15, Paul, the apostle, said it this way. Jesus included everyone. Now, I went to seminary. I got a master's of divinity. Spent my whole life in ministry. And I come to the understanding through a lot of deep research and in-depth study from the Hebrew and the Greek and everything in between, that everyone means what? Everyone. Jesus included everyone in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life, a resurrection life, a far better life than people ever lived on their own. Here's what's amazing about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, listen, is what closes the gap between the life that you have and the life that you could have. You see, it's the difference between the good life and a better life. You see, there are a lot of people who have pursued in a very successful way the good life, but the problem is, is at the end of the good life, they still have this nagging feeling from within is that good is not good enough. So there's always got to be something more. There's always got to be something better. There's always got to be something new. Why? Because good is never good enough. And that's the reason why Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and experience it to the full. I've come to give you a better life. 
And the only way that you can have a better life, a life that is far greater than the good life, the life that is lived on your own, is a life that is lived for Jesus Christ. Because only he can give you the better life. And so today, when you ask the question, what's in it for me? It's a better life. What's in it for you? It's purpose. What's in it for you? It is a relationship with a person, not a pill, not a program, but a person, and his name is Jesus. And it's in him that we find our purpose. You see, we were made for more. You were made for more than just survival, just to get by. You were made for more than just success. No, you were made for significance, something far greater than you could ever achieve on your own. You were made for the eternal. You were made for a purpose. And it is only in Christ and it is through the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that he has given us a purpose in our lives. In Colossians 1 verse 16 it says it this way, For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in who? In him, in Jesus. So if you want to find your purpose, you want to know your purpose, it's found in a person. His name is Jesus. Number two. The second benefit, if you're asking the question, well, what's in it for me? What's the relevancy of the resurrection? Jesus not only came to give us a purpose for our lives, but number two, Jesus came to give us a great power for our problems. And I think for a lot of people, they fail to understand or even connect the dots. Listen, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave over 2,000 years ago is the same power that is available to you in 2019. 2019 from what? 2019 from the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's the power that raised Jesus back to life that is available for you and for me. And for whatever reason, a lot of people fail to understand that reality because they've never known the person, nor have they ever understood how to tap in to the power that's found in the person of Jesus Christ. And so here's what I think is really important for us to understand. Because Ephesians 1, verses 19 through 20 says it this way. Paul said, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. That is the same mighty power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And so that same power that rose Jesus from the dead, listen once more, also comes with a promise. And the promise is found in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 14, where it says, By his power God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. That simply means that, listen, just like Jesus Christ was raised back to life when we physically die, for those of us who know Christ and have a relationship with Christ, will also be raised back to life once again. In other words, we will have eternal life, an eternal home, because it's a promise that God gave to us. And how do we know that promise? If Jesus was raised from the dead, God has promised to raise you back from the dead as well. In other words, it's not just here, but it's there where we'll spend eternity. 
you know, for some of you here today, there's an important question I think you need to figure out, and that is this. Are you dead or are you alive? You say, well, duh, I'm alive or I wouldn't be here. Unfortunately, for some of you, you're dead spiritually. And what you need to understand is this. Jesus Christ did not come into the world to make bad people good. He came into the world to make dead people alive. And there are some of you here today, you need a resurrection injection in your life. There are some of you here today, you've been trying to figure it all out on your own, and you have been unsuccessful. You know why? Because the good life is never good enough. There's a better life, and that better life can only be found through a person. His name is Jesus, and the only reason why that's possible is because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so there's a person, and there's a power that comes with that person, and we got to own that. we got to understand that. we got to live that, and the reason why is because there are some of you right now, if you were to be perfectly honest, You are processing right now something that's either dying or it's already dead. Maybe you're in a situation right now, from your perspective, you're in a marriage relationship that is either dying or from your perspective, it's already dead. You think to yourself, it's already too far gone. There's too much water under the bridge. There's too much baggage. There's too much stuff in our past. There's no way in the world we could overcome what we're currently facing. And from your perspective, it's dead. It's over. There are some of you here today, you know what, maybe you're in that situation with your career. You know, when you look at your life and you evaluate where you are with where you'd hope to be, maybe you're not where you thought you would be at this stage in this season in your life as it relates to your career. And from your perspective, your career is dying. And you need a resurrection of a dream that you held to in your heart. And for some of you, maybe that is what's dying or perhaps is dead as a dream. Maybe you have have had an aspiration or a dream that you've held near and dear to your heart, but for whatever reason, that dream has never come to fruition. And as a result, you wake up every day no longer being motivated with your why. You know the reason why is because you've lost your way. When you lose your why, you lose your way. And when you lose your way, you lose your motivation. The reason why you lose your motivation because you don't know your why. You don't have a purpose anymore. And you thought your purpose was in this. You thought your purpose was in that. You thought your purpose was in that person. But the problem is, is that all of those things come and they go. And problem after problem and setback after situation and circumstances seem to kind of take the wind out of ourselves. And we're only met with more problems and more hurt and more heartache and more confusion. And we wonder why things aren't working out. The reason why is because we have not tapped into the better life that Jesus came to give us. We're still trying to figure out on our own. Here's what's interesting. When you think about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there's a difference between resurrection and resuscitation. (laughs) For some of you here today, you know what? Your marriage doesn't need to be resuscitated. It needs to be resurrected. For some of you here today, your health situation doesn't need to be resuscitated. No, you need a resurrection in your health. Only God could bring about a miracle that you're longing for and needing in your life. For some of you here today, that that career that's died from your perspective, that dream that you held to for whatever reason that you thought was going to come to fruition, listen, it doesn't need a resuscitation. It needs a resurrection. You can die. You can physically die, and you can be dead for one to two or three minutes, and anybody that knows CPR can come, and they can revive you. They can resuscitate you. But when you're dead for a day or two or three, you don't need resuscitation. You need a resurrection. 
And that's where some of you are. And today, you need to be resurrected. And the only way that your life and your future and your dreams and your marriage and your relationships can be resurrected is to tap into the power, the resurrection power that is found in Jesus Christ, the one who came back to life. That's it. That's the only thing that can change and radically transform and resurrect your situation. You know why? Because, listen, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ is bigger than your problems. You can't figure it out on your own. In fact, Paul the Apostle even said himself when he was going through setbacks and circumstances and difficulties and problems in his life in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse, verses 8 through 10, he said, you know, all the hardships we passed through crushed us beyond our ability to endure. And we were so completely overwhelmed that we were about to give up entirely. It felt like we had a death sentence written upon our hearts, and, and we still feel that way to this day. And it has taught us to lose, notice, all faith in ourselves and to place all of our trust in the, in the God who raises the dead. He has rescued us from terrifying encounters with death, and now we fasten our hopes on him to continue to deliver us from death yet again. You're going to understand something. That it is the resurrection of Jesus Christ that is the only thing that can give you the ability and the power to overcome the problems and the setbacks and the situations and the circumstances of your life. Without the resurrection and the power of the resurrection, there's no hope for the problems that we encounter. If I held a toaster in my hand, the purpose of that toaster would be useless unless it's plugged into the power. A refrigerator is totally useless unless it's plugged into the power. Your purpose in life is totally useless until it is plugged into the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And for some of you, you've been trying to fulfill your purpose, but you have yet to plug in to the power that can change and transform and resurrect the dead things in your life. You need God's power. Because it's not a matter of if, it's only a matter of when. Life's going to throw you a curveball. And you're going to be confronted with stuff that you never thought you'd have to deal with. My wife Michelle and I, we started a small group, a life group with some young couples and, and uh, our, really our whole motivation for doing that is we just wanted to come alongside some young couples that were in a kind of the front end of their marriage relationship and, and uh, we just wanted to come alongside and mentor them and encourage them and, and uh, plus we just love hanging out with young people. And, um, but we had the opportunity to get to know some of these couples and it was through the discovery of getting to know their hearts and their lives and their situations that we begin to realize that, you know what, even though they're young, they face tremendous problems in their own life. And one of those in our group has an amazing story that we want to share with you. I want you to watch the story. I 
I was walking to class one day and I just lost my hearing in my left ear in a matter of seconds. We knew something was wrong, something serious was happening to me. This wasn't just, you know, a little bout of vertigo. The doctor ordered an MRI and that was when they discovered that I have these two benign brain tumors growing on my hearing imbalance nerve. So I'm actually fully deaf in my left ear and I have a little bit of damage in my right ear as well. And eventually they're, they're estimating by the time I'm 40, I'll be fully deaf. It was a very, very confusing time. I had just finished, so I was three months out from getting married and moving to Florida, and I was two months from finishing my master's degree in social work, and that was one of those times where I just thought, all right, Lord, like, what are you doing in my life? This is supposed to be the happiest time of my life, and I was just feeling so overwhelmed, and it was so much happening at one time, and through Michelle, she connected another girl in the church who'd gone through something similar, and that girl came to our house within 30 minutes. She'd never even met me before, and she spent I mean, hours with us that night and, and just prayed with me and listened to everything that I was saying, and that was really a big turning point for me, and she invited us to this young couple's life group. Immediately, we got there, and we sat down next to this couple that Ironically, actually, our husbands were the ones who really connected, and she shared at group that she was, you know, feeling she was working from home and just kind of struggling with that and being by herself a lot, and I thought, oh my gosh, that's my biggest thing that I've been struggling with. The second we stood up from group, I turned to her and I said, you know, I'm working from home as well. You want to come work with me at my house? And so she actually works with me twice a week now. One of the coolest things about this is that every three weeks I have chemo on Fridays. And I used to go to my treatment by myself when we first moved here and that was okay. But with Chelsea, she said, oh, Mondays and Fridays are the day that I'm free. And I thought, well, you know, every three Fridays I have to go to the cancer center and get an infusion. Do you want to go with me? And it has just been the best experience. When we go to church, it's no longer just going and hearing a message. We're going to see our friends. You know, we're, we go and we get hugged by about 25 people just trying to walk through the door. And it's just such a cool experience that you really have that church family now. And I don't think I've ever really been in a place in my life before that I, I really did take that leap and, and got so involved in the church. I can't even begin to explain the mountains that it's moved in our lives by doing that. And how much more meaningful churches. For me, it's been a really big thing, especially as we're approaching Easter, just to visualize and think what Jesus went through as he died on the cross and the level of suffering that he went through. And I think for me, it's been huge as having that peace of mind, okay, Jesus did that, you know, look what he did and look what good he came from his suffering. And it just really gives me that peace and that you know, perspective that so much good is going to come from my suffering. I know this disorder is hard. Every day is hard. And there's a lot of challenges that we can't even imagine we're going to have to face. But I have no doubt in my mind that God is going to do incredible, incredible things with this. And that's been something that he's just shown us in amazing ways through coming to this church. And even hearing these sermons that are on purpose and finding your why. And it's just being fed every week hearing those things really just gives me that true peace that God is doing some really big things through this disorder. Isn't that incredible? You know, I can't imagine going through difficulties in life alone. You know, God has given us an incredible purpose through His Son, Jesus Christ, to live for. And it is through the resurrection power of Jesus that we have the ability to overcome life's problems. But I don't know about you, I'm thankful that there's God's people to do life with. Yeah. 
I'm thankful that we don't have to go through those circumstances alone. I'm thankful that, listen, there is something known as a family. It's a spiritual family, a church family, and that's the reason why we need a place we can call home. It's the reason why we need a spiritual family, a church. It's the reason why we need to get rooted and plugged into the church. Why? So that we don't have to do life alone. It's better together. Listen, Jesus said, I've come so you may have life and experience it the full. Listen, you can have a good life or you can have the better life that's available in Jesus Christ. And God wants you to have and experience that better life, but you need God's people to help you experience it along the way so that you can overcome life's problems. Why? Because God's bigger than your problems. But there's a third thing, and that is this. Because the question is, what does this have to do with me? What's in it for me? There's a purpose, and there's a power, and there's a place. There is a place that's been promised because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Listen, we have a place, an eternal home called heaven. You see, it's not just about the here and the now. Because at the end of the day, all of us in this room, I hate to say it, I hate to rain on your parade, but the stats are staggering when it comes to the mortality rate of, of humankind. Still to this day, of 2019, the latest stats that have been released, one out of one people die. It's incredible. And at some point, our heart is going to stop beating. And that may be the end of you physically, that may be the end of your body, but that is not the end of you. Because your soul, your spirit is going to live somewhere forever. And it's either a place called heaven or it's a place called hell. And the good news is we get to choose where we want to spend eternity. The Bible says it this way in John 11 verse 25. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And anyone who believes in me will live. Even after dying, everyone who lives in me and believes in me will live. Never die. You see, it may be the end of our bodies, but it's just the beginning for us when it comes to our eternity in a place called heaven. And today, the greatest benefit that you could walk out of here with is having a new person and that having a new purpose, and that new purpose is found in a person. And to walk out of here discovering that there's a power that you can plug into to fulfill that greater purpose that's bigger than yourself. And to know that there is a people, God's people, a place that you can call home, that can do life with. But at the end of the day, when this life comes to an end, it just begins because we'll spend eternity in an eternal home called heaven. I love the story a guy told me about related to his son, this guy was celebrating his son's birthday, and he took his son and three of his buddies to a carnival to go ride rides. And so this is like one of these old-school carnivals. And so, you know, you bought these roll of tickets. And so this dad bought this roll of tickets. And so, you know, before you could get on the ride, you had to give the person, the attendant there at the ride, you know, one of those old tickets. And so the, the father would give the attendant, you know, four tickets, one for his son and three for his friends. And so, man, they rode multiple rides. And it was about the seventh ride when all of a sudden when he was giving out the tickets to his son and to the three, three friends, he saw a fourth hand. And the dad was startled. He said, well, who are you? And that little boy spoke up and said, I'm your son's new friend. <laughs> and that little boy spoke up and he said, your son promised me that if I would be his friend, that you as his father would give me a ticket. Wow. 
And that invitation is available for you. Jesus has made a promise to you and to me that if we'd be his friend, we put our faith and our belief and our trust and our hope in him. He promised us that our Heavenly Father would give us a ticket of salvation, a ticket of forgiveness, a ticket of new beginnings, a ticket of peace here on earth, and a ticket that means an eternity in a place called heaven. It's free. Can't earn it, can't be good enough for it. It's free. And all we got to do is receive it. I want us to bow our heads together in prayer.